Fair Use Notice. This channel may make use of copyrighted material, the use of which has not always been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. This constitutes a fair use of any such copyrighted material as provided for in Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. In accordance with Title 17 U.S.C. Section 107, the material on this channel is offered is offered publicly and without profit to the public users of the internet for comment and nonprofit educational and informational purposes. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is a use permitted. No copyrights is are claimed. The content is broadcast for study, research, and educational purposes. The broadcaster gains no profit from broadcasted content, so it falls under fair use guidelines, www.copyright.gov. And we'll be right back. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely loyal listeners. It's just Miss Rose, and today is Thursday, October 21st. 2021 and we are going to continue down the bully lane yes we are because now not only do I have a workplace bully I have a bully in my apartment as well Mm-hmm. You would think in a senior citizen's building you wouldn't have bullies, but you do. And not only are they bullying, but they're lying as well to try to get me in trouble for talking. But we'll talk about it when I come back from this brief pause for the cause. Did I tell you I loved you for listening? I really do appreciate you taking time out of your precious schedule to listen to me going on about my life and other things. I'll be right back. I love you. Hello, my lovely loyal listeners. We are on a website called tinypulse.com. The name of this article is Five Ways to Defend Yourself Against a Workplace Bully. It was written by Robbie Berman on May 18, 2016 at 12 o'clock p.m. Even though companies are increasingly aware of the insidious damage workplace bullying does, it still happens. 
Fixing the problem takes time to weed out the bad actors. Sometimes it's your boss. Sometimes it's a co-worker. Bullying can make you hate your job and fear coming to the workplace. Hopefully this isn't you, but if it is, Monique Kasi, writing for Huffington Post, has put together a helpful list of five things you can do to protect yourself from a bully and how to tell when it's time to pack up your things and go. One, learn how to speak up. There's no reason a person who's bullying you will ever stop if they don't get any pushback from you. Stand your ground and speak up to tell the bully you expect to be treated more respectfully and professionally. Tell them this every time they abuse you, if necessary, calmly and with as much confidence as you can muster. They need to be called on their behavior or they'll think they can get away with it. Even if it only works for a while, you'll feel less like a doormat. Two, find out the troublemaker's backstory to see if you can expect help. Sometimes there are employees who are so valuable to a company or to whom the company feels so indebted that nobody above the bully is going to step in and help. Likewise, if the person has successfully hidden the bullying from superiors or is close friends with the higher up, it's possible they won't really even listen to your complaints. Consider getting another job. Three, learn your legal rights. There are a few good reasons to worry about trying to get help with the bully from management. You might fear retaliation. And you might be scared that if you do quit, you won't be able to get unemployment. Find a free local legal clinic to find out what your rights in this situation really are instead of guessing. Four, take some time to heal after suffering from bullying. Let's say the bullying has just stopped. You got help from management or you got a new job. Given how emotionally bruising bullying is, try and set aside some time to heal. If you can, wait a few days before starting the new job or get serious about finding ways to relax a little and heal. Be gentle with yourself until the abuse is as fully in the past as possible and let it go ASAP if you can. Five, help others to empower yourself. You're probably not the bully's only victim. After protecting yourself, see what kind of help you can offer the others being bullied. Maybe you can offer strategy tips. Maybe you can help simply by listening, understanding, and making the other person feel less alone in dealing with the bully. It's great that there's a growing awareness of bullying, and hopefully bullies will come to understand that this behavior needs to stop for everyone's benefit, including their own. An organizational 
culture that fosters bullying or allows it to slip through the cracks will suffer and continue to suffer until these issues are resolved. <clears throat> All right. Now, I don't know what's going on here. Yet. Okay. Even, okay. Right, what's, what's what? Okay. That's it, you guys. That's the end of that article. Wow, that was way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go on here to four proven steps to ending workplace bullying. And we're going to remain on tinypulse.com. And this is four proven steps to ending workplace bullying. When you think of bullies, your mind tends to go to grade school playgrounds. But the problem is much more present in adulthood than most people imagine. In fact, it's become practically the norm in office environments, and that's awful news for both employees and the future of their companies. Bullying in the workplace can be described as abusive conduct that is threatening, intimidating, humiliating, work sabotage, or verbal abuse. And a national study from the Workplace Bullying Institute showed some alarming statistics. 65 million workers are affected by workplace bullying. In the U.S., 20% of workers report having been bullied. It's no surprise that having an environment of workplace bullying, which unfortunately is far more often the case than not, can deteriorate an organizational culture. High staff turnover, low morale, and lost productivity can damage not only your employees, but the reputation of your company as a whole. So follow this four-step plan to tackle bullying in the office head-on. Your path should be to train everyone in your organization, from the CEO down to the interns, to define what bullying is, to have a single go-to place to report bullying, and to clarify specific consequences for the negative actions. From there, it's about rebuilding your organizational culture to promote an anti-bullying framework. One, acknowledge and identify workplace bullying. The worst approach managers can have is the this doesn't happen here position. As the statistics show, bullying is happening everywhere. Not acknowledging your own contributions to the problem is only making the problem bigger and showing your employees that their troubles are not your concern. To show you are going to take reports of bullying seriously if you're in a position of power, don't tell employees to just work it out or call what is bullying merely competition. Glossing over bullying is not going to cut it. First, clearly define what bullying is and train your employees on that definition. Ensure everyone is on the same page or identifying and working to eliminate bullying. Point out examples. A manager that always talks over his team in meetings, denigrating any other ideas, spreading rumors about a colleague's personal life, using derogatory comments about anyone's race, culture, or gender. 
This process will help you find and target anything that is contributing to bullying in your company, whether it's certain hierarchies, competitions, or anything in your culture that may not purposefully cultivate bullying. Two, create a team to target bullying. The same eye-opening study from the Workplace Bullying Institute showcased why the person targeting bullying in an organization can't just be the CEO or one manager. 56% of employees reported that bullying came from bosses. 33% said bullying came from coworkers. 11% said bullying came from the bottom up, employees to their superiors. Because employees can so often feel bullied by their superiors, rather than devoting an executive level position to styling bullying, build a team of workers from all different groups and hierarchies and truly give them power to enact policy, address reports, and dole out consequences under the umbrella of the company's CEO. This way, you can ensure that the broad that the board against bullying is acting fairly and objectively. Consider making positions on the board that can be nominated and voted upon. Bring in ethics specialists to train this team on identifying bullying and techniques on discussing the problems with both the target and the bully. This team will act as the crystal clear avenue for reporting bullying and it showcases that the company is committed to making every employee feel safe from attack. And we'll be right back after this brief pause. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's dictionary definition word of the day brought to you by Oxford Languages is denigrate. It is a verb, criticize unfairly, disparage, denigrate. And we'll be right back after this brief pause. We are back with four proven steps to ending workplace bullying. Number three, implement a policy of consequences and enforce them. This anti-bullying board must swiftly and transparently enforce consequences for bullying or else it will just be for show. The board and, in turn, your company as a whole must be committed to decisively and concretely issuing consequences for bullying. Make it clear what those consequences are ahead of time, whether it's suspension or something else. If employees see that the board is taking their reports seriously and putting a stop to the behavior, it will show potential bullies that the behavior is not tolerated and bullying targets that their voices bullying targets that their voices are being heard. 4. Foster a culture of acceptance and teamwork. 
there are ugly truths hiding behind bullying, especially concerning who is most often affected. According to the Workplace Bullying Institute, 69% of bullies are male and 57% of the time they have female targets. 31% of bullies are female and 68% of the time they have female targets. Women and minorities are overwhelmingly more often the targets of workplace bullying. This is something every company must work to change. The first step is to identify and eliminate procedures that contribute to bullying and enact policies against bullying. But the next step is to regrow your company in a climate of acceptance, tolerance, and teamwork. Create employee resource groups where employees can feel comfortable to join with their fellow workers to celebrate their race or ethnicity gender, sexual orientation, or other identifying traits. Ensure your company sponsors these groups with events and outings. Build a general spirit of camaraderie with company outings and even team building games. Workplace bullying is an unfortunate fact, but it isn't something you should just accept. Work to identify and eradicate bullying with transparent policies and enforcement, and work to build your company culture around teamwork and acceptance instead. And this article, Four Proven Steps to Ending Workplace Bullying, was written by Sabrina Sun on October 7th, 2015. And we'll be right back after this brief pause. I love you for listening. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are going to be hopping across the street now to the senior bullies. Okay, because we just talked about workplace bullies, and now we're going to discuss uh senior bullies and I mean old people such as myself and with this article we are on seniorhomes.com and this article is entitled coping with older adult bullying in senior living communities bullying is an increasingly common problem among seniors While the communal living nature of senior living communities can open the door for the formation of cliques and similar social behaviors, even seniors living in their own homes independently can be subject to bullying within their social circles. Psychology Today defines bullying as a distinctive pattern of deliberately harming and humiliating others. But bullying discussions often center on children and school settings, largely overlooking the fact that bullying can and does occur within many social circles and environments. And it's a problem that spans every age demographic. 
A March 2012 AARP bulletin says that between 10 and 20% of older adults living in senior living communities are mistreated by their peers and often the behavior goes unreported. Slowly, psychologists, sociologists, and gerontologists are beginning to shed light on the bullying behaviors that aren't isolated to kids and don't suddenly disappear once there's a diploma in hand. What does older adult bullying look like? Frances Shaney Parker, in a 2011 article at KevinMD.com, describes one of her first experiences witnessing a bullying situation in a, in a senior living community. The first time I witnessed older adults bullying others was at a senior center where, after a great deal of resistance from members, the age for joining the center had finally been lowered from 62 to 55 years old. Most local senior centers had already lowered their membership age years before this center. Several older members were openly rude to younger members who joined. Parker describes older residents saving preferred seats in the dining room for their friends, ensuring that the new young people were stuck with the less desirable leftover seating and sure to feel isolated. Other bullying behaviors common in the senior population, according to Parker, include criticizing or ridiculing another person who does not meet the individual's accepted standards for clothing, social status, religion, sexual orientation, economic background, or virtually any other characteristic or status. Verbal or physical abuse of victims, which may include yelling, hitting, pushing, or kicking. Parker notes that in some cases, the attacker brushes these incidents off as accidental. Stealing or destroying property and or lying about the victim in order to assert power or authority. For instance, a bully may lie to the administration in a senior living community regarding the victim's actions in order to cast the victim in a poor light. Saving seats or reserving spaces for clique members in dining rooms, restaurants, or during outings or other events. These behaviors seem innocent enough, but can actually be quite hurtful to those outside of the clique who may be isolated or left to dine alone. The fact is that we all grow up and gain some level of maturity, but we also learn that we don't have to and won't like everyone with whom we come in contact in our lives. Becoming an adult means that we don't have to pretend to like people whose company we don't enjoy, or does it? Why bullying occurs in seniors. According to Dr. Linda Rhodes, a former Secretary of Aging and author of The Essential Guide for Caring for Aging Parents, in a special to Penn Live, elder bullies might 
have likely exhibited this behavior during a lifetime. But as they age, factors such as loss of independence, relationships, valued roles, and feeling powerless in a controlled setting can exacerbate the need to exert control and ignite a late-life round of bullying behavior. Rhodes names some additional forms of bullying which may occur in the senior population, including insults or belittling jokes, spreading rumors or whispers when the victim enters a room, invading a victim's personal space, criticizing or ridiculing physical or mental disabilities, offensive gestures and facial expressions. In social situations, particularly communal living situations in which staff are responsible for the health and well-being of all residents, the goal is to create a nurturing, home-like environment in which residents feel welcome and comfortable. Naturally, that's difficult to achieve if a resident is being outcast and ridiculed by others. And when we, as older adults, enter communal living or social situations, we do bear some responsibility for getting along with others. Coping with older adult bullying. The solution, of course, is not an easy one. A former school principal, I know bullying is a problem that only gets worse when it's ignored. Too often, the victims are vulnerable and defenseless, Parker says. Some, such as those targeted for sexual orientation, become so frustrated they commit suicide. She suggests a multifaceted approach that combines clear expectations and policies with targeted staff training and rapid intervention to reduce the negative impacts bullying often has on victims. Setting clear expectations and boundaries within the community that makes residents and staff aware of the community's commitment to a respectful environment. Having ongoing discussions among staff, residents, and families, as well as formal needs assessments to identify potential problems early. Evaluate and implement and imp, evaluate and implement changes that can decrease the power of bullies. If residents are being isolated in the dining room, for instance, for instance, eliminate reserved seating. Implement clear and easy reporting processes to encourage victims to report bullying and instate a no-tolerance policy for bullying in your community. Include a standard process for resolving bully incidents once discovered, such as mediation and other tactics. Dr. Rhodes advises family members to take action if they suspect their loved ones are being bullied in a senior living community. If the problem is stemming from issues with seating arrangements in the dining room, for instance, consider joining your loved one for a meal to assess the situation. Talk with administration to find out what policies are in place and make them aware of incidents. 
Many communities have residents sign a code of conduct agreement, committing them to appropriate treatment of others and outlining the steps taken should bullying or other inappropriate behavior be identified. Typically, staff conduct an assessment to determine if there's an underlying cause for the bullying behavior, such as dementia or side effects from medications, before determining a course of action. And we'll be right back after this brief pause. Coping Strategies for Victims of Senior Bullying In the meantime, Dr. Rhodes suggests a few coping strategies for victims. Ignore the behavior in order to remove the bully's perceived power. Share your opinion without aggressiveness or implied hostility. Avoid interrupting or provoking bullies. Maintain eye contact with bullies. Try to understand the bully's position or circumstances that may be contributing to these behaviors. Like instances of bullying in any other age demographic, coping with senior bullying is a long and sometimes complex process. Identifying coping strategies to help seniors cope with bullying and fostering appropriate behaviors and responses among senior bullies is the best approach. But it takes ongoing effort and careful consideration to dissolve situations in a positive manner. In senior living communities, setting expectations and providing clear rules and policies from the start helps to ensure a positive living environment for all residents. This article was written by SeniorHome.com's Angela Stringfellow. And again, this article was entitled, Coping with Older Adult Bullying in Senior Living Communities. And that was by SeniorHomes.com. And we'll be right back with another riveting article in just a moment. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I do. All right, we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back. And we are on CNN.com. And we are reading an article entitled, How to Handle the Adult Bully in Your Life by Sandy Lamott of CNN. Updated 12.36 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Friday, September 20th, 2019. Most of us behave like a jerk at times. The stresses of today's fast-paced society, combined with the national epidemic of sleep deprivation, can turn anyone temporarily toxic. That's okay if it's not a habit, experts say. It's frequent boorish behavior that that can become contagious. Bad behavior is actually more contagious than good behavior, said Robert Sutton, author of the A-Hole Survival Guide, How to Deal with People Who Treat You Like Dirt. 
So if you walk into a situation where there's a bunch of disrespect, it's hard not to, to catch that behavior, said Sutton, a professor of management science at the Stanford University School of Engineering. But turning from Jekyll to Hyde occasionally does not make a person a bully. What does define a person as a true bully, Sutton says, is if they regularly make you feel oppressed, humiliated, de-energized, or belittled. The brutish actions that often lead to those feelings, Sutton said, include personal insults, teasing jokes, threats, public shaming, rude interruptions, invasion of personal space, or uninvited personal contact. Types of bullies. Preston Nee, or Nye is N-I, the author of How to Communicate Effectively and Handle Difficult People, and the communications professor at Foothill College outside San Francisco, has identified five types of adult bullies who use different techniques to inflict harm. Tangible material bully. These bullies use their formal power, such as being a boss or executive at a company, or material power, such as having legal authority or control over finances to intimidate others. Verbal, oh, power is a dangerous thing, Sutton said. If you're an a-hole and a winner, you are still a loser as a human being in my book. Verbal bully. This type of bully shames and insults with words, often expressing constant criticism or using hostile teasing, Nye explains. Sometimes the language can be sexist, racist, or homophobic and can be threatening. Passive-aggressive bully. It might not sound like bullying, said Nye, but in some ways this method is the most cunning. This type of jerk behaves nicely on the surface but stings subtly. Examples include toxic gossip, jokes and sarcasm at the victim's expense. A passive bully can roll their eyes, make rude facial gestures, and ridicule their target by mimicking some small action. They can also socially or professionally isolate their prey, thus causing insecurity and anxiety. Cyberbully. A huge problem today, cyberbullying can have lethal consequences for the young and vulnerable. Even mature and emotionally stable adults can be victims of harassing texts, emails, and social media. Identity theft is another way of cyberbullying, Nye says. Physical bully. This can range from simulating violence by raising a fist as F to strike, to throwing objects, to violent acts of physical, sexual, and domestic abuse. Note, this article is not addressing sexual or domestic abuse and violence. 
If you are a victim, please call 911, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, or the National Sexual Assault Hotline. How to Survive an Adult Bully For many adult bullies, the journey begins in a troubled home. Certainly, there's things like upbringing, Sutton said. Perhaps they had role models around them who treated others with disrespect and advised that to get ahead in life, you should crush others and treat them like dirt. Research at Duke University shows that adults who bully often have had troubled childhoods and can be victims of abuse or bullying themselves. They also suffer the worst outcomes as adults. They are much more likely to suffer from a serious illness or a psychiatric disorder, abuse drugs, or be convicted of felonies. If they were chronically bullied, they are likely to be more isolated, less educated, and poorer. There's this saying, some people want to feel tall by cutting off the heads of others, said Nye. Many bullies actually don't feel very good about themselves, and the only way for them to feel good about themselves is to put others down. Flip your point of view. So, does that mean we should feel sorry for some bullies? As long as the bullying is not violent or threatening, you might consider it, Nye said, but not for the sake of the bully. It can actually help you cope. I think one of the smartest keys to learning how to deal with bullies, especially if this is someone who you interact with on a more or less regular basis, is to consider this person's background, Nye says. And if you know the person came from a traumatic family environment, showing some empathy and understanding in no way excuses the bullying behavior, but it reduces the intimidation factor. When you stop thinking of the bully as a scary person, you stop reacting in a flight or fight manner, Nye said and can be wiser in devising assertive ways of handling the situation. Pick your battles. Deciding on how to react depends a lot on the frequency and severity of the bullying behavior. If the behavior is not excessive or harmful and you only see the bully on occasion at work, or the obnoxious relative once a year at family reunions, then Nye suggests keeping your distance. As soon as you're done with the task at hand, disengage and stay out of that person's line of sight. We're always looking to right wrongs in every situation, Nye said, but it does take time and effort to handle bullying behavior in many cases. So, if it's not directly harmful, if it's infrequent, consider picking your battles. Engage, then disengage. Try some Jedi mind tricks. Jedis use the Force to implant suggestions in the minds of others to bend them to their will. Sutton suggests applying those tricks to your own mind as well as that of the bully. For example, 
If the bullying is not affecting your personal safety or livelihood, Sutton suggests trying to see the humor in it. Sort of like picturing all those people in the audience naked to get over stage fright. Or you might try being overly nice to the bully. Sometimes you just have to rise above it and kill them with kindness, he said. You can also try to look the bully in the eyes while they are being a jerk. You have much less empathy for human beings when you don't see their face and don't see their eyes, Sutton said. When you don't have an eye contact with someone, you're much more likely to be nasty. And so it turns out eye contact can be very important. And you guys, there's a little bit more to go to this. So we'll be right back after this brief pause. Coping with a chronic toxic bully. What if you're dealing with a chronic bully and it is completely disrupting your ability to enjoy your home or work? Then it's time to bring out the bigger guns. Make a clean getaway. Sutton's first rule of surviving a toxic bully is escape if you can. See if you can move your desk far away from the offender or restrict your interactions with the toxic neighbor, or avoid that unbelievably irritating soccer mom and dad. If that fails, try again. Can you find another soccer league? Can you move to another role in the organization? Document every detail. Both Nye and Sutton say the most important thing you can do if you find yourself in an untenable situation with a chronic bully is to document the behavior. If this is at work, start by checking your company's anti-harassment policies. They may have specific guidelines on how to report the bully's behavior. Write down exactly what happened when you get back to your desk including exact quotes if possible. Were there any witnesses? Even passers-by. Write down their names, and if you are comfortable, ask them to document what they saw or heard. Add the time, location, and any circumstances that led to the behavior. Do it every time the harassment happens and build a file. Right. <laughs> okay, y'all. Now, are there any emails, voice messages, or other evidence that can help build your case? Collect it immediately and create a formal way to archive it until you're ready to act. Be as professional as possible in your presentation of the events. But be careful about taping the encounter with audio or video. Each state has different laws with some being two-party states, which means you must have the permission of both the person being recorded and the recorder. Audio tape or videotape someone in one of those states and try to use it and you could be facing a lawsuit. Documentation is effective outside of work too. Nye tells a story of a neighbor who smoked so often in close proximity to Nye's house that the vapors entered his home. 
after numerous requests to get the person to stop their behavior failed, he began collecting bills for drape and rug cleaning and presented those to the neighbor and suggested that if he didn't pay, he'd be contacting a lawyer. He hasn't smoked near my home for three years now, Nye said. Get a posse. Most bullies, most chronic bullies, pick on more than one person, said Nye, who coaches clients and counsels Fortune 500 companies. When victims are willing to band together, it helps because there is strength in numbers. Fellow victims can help you document any abuse, share their own experiences, and convince management or the local condo association that the bully's behavior is real and has to stop. That puts you in a greater position of power, and when you have that said nigh, the bully will back off. Most bullies are cowards on the inside, Nye said. They find weaker people to pick on because they know they can get away with it. I would say nine times out of ten, when you confront a bully from a position of strength, they back off right away. This has been my experience a great many times, Nye said, both in dealing with aggressive people, myself, as well as helping my clients or my students deal with bullies. Sutton agrees, when people fight back alone, it doesn't work very well. But the bigger the posse, the more power and safety they have in the situation, he says. The successful efforts against everything from abusive Catholic priests to Harvey Weinstein are good examples. All right, you guys, that is the end of that article. And it was, again, CNN.com. And the article was entitled, How to Handle the Adult Bully in Your Life by Sandy Lamont. And that, you guys, is going to be the conclusion of this Thirsty Thursday episode of Just Miss Rose. Now, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you out of your square. Keep on being the best you that you are because there's no other you but you. And don't you dare compare yourself to anybody else because there is nobody else like you. Now, I'll see you guys on the other side. I love you for listening and you have a great one.